The advice and opinions expressed by the hosts of Autism Live and her guests are meant solely as suggestion and should not be in any way construed as child-specific advice. The Center for Autism and Related Disorders advises working with a board-certified behavior analyst who has experience with autism before starting any intensive behavioral intervention. Any choices you make in determining your child's treatment are completely at your own discretion. Welcome to Autism Live. I'm Shannon Penrod. We're coming to you live from Southern California this morning, and we're so excited to be here with you. Today is January 14th, 2021, if you're watching this recorded. We are going to be with you live for the next hour, and we're very excited to be here. And I'm really excited about the guests that we have on. I will tell you that they are two of the sweetest, nicest, kindest people that I am aware of on the planet. And um, they always brighten my day when I have an opportunity to talk to them. And I know that they've been going through some challenges recently. So I think that this is going to be a really informative thing for all of us to realize. I don't know about you, but I'm, I'm in this mode in this renew. We're going to talk in a second about renew, refresh, restart. Um, it's really, I think there's a lot of people out there having a lot of challenges, right? And it's very hard to be in a place where you're feeling two emotions at the same time. Right. And this is why I, I tell you that like you have your, you are entitled to all of the feelings that you're feeling. Um, but it, you don't want to get stuck in that and get mired in that. Right. You want to get into a place where you recognize and are grateful for the things that you're grateful for. And uh, our guests today are going to be Jordan Kamnitzer and Tony Kent and one of the things that they do for me whenever I have a conversation is that they remind me through their actions about how grateful they are for all the things. Um, and do we need to stop, Trayvon? I'm hearing that we're not live on YouTube, that we're only live on Facebook. Do we need to restart? Tell me what we need to do. I'm going to keep talking about Jordan and, and Tony until you tell me what to do. But, um, you know, they remind me because just the the way they view the world and how grateful they are and how in love. Oh, now we're now we're live on Facebook. Okay. Or now we're live on YouTube. In any case, we, Restream uh, is the service that we currently use and sometimes it has issues. And we are having a couple of issues, technical issues this morning. So uh, just making you aware. There's other things. There's always other things going on. <laughs> I just making you aware we are having some technical things, but the fabulous Traven is on the job and taking care of things. So if you're just seeing us now live on YouTube, it was because we were having a little bit of problem with that. Uh, and your comments that you write in on Facebook are going to take a little bit longer too, but that doesn't mean that we won't get them. We're just having to reroute because the fabulous Traven knows what he's doing. So in any case, we're, we're going to talk more uh, about Jordan and Tony later on, but I think they're, they're just lovely and I'm thrilled that they're going to be with us today. I think it's a great way to start out the year by checking in with them, hearing what they've got going on and, you know, and maybe um, being of support to them and them being of support to all of us by sharing their hope and 
and the generosity of their spirit really is what it's all about. So uh, we are going to be live though this entire hour. And it's really important to us that you be able to interact with us because we view this as a conversation. This is a very interactive show. We like it to be interactive. We're happiest when it's interactive. So let me point out that even though we were struggling a little bit, we you can converse with us right now. We are live on YouTube, on Facebook, on Twitter, and on Periscope. And all four of those platforms have ways that you can chat with us. And we encourage you to do that right now. Uh, and because we like to say hi to you. We like to know where you're watching. We like to know what you have going on. So um, we also encourage you that if you can't watch the show live, we love that. That's the bigger part of our audience that isn't able to watch live. But we want to remind you that there are lots of places that you can do that. And you can go back through our library of videos you can start by going to autism-live.com and searching through the different channels or by putting in a topic and seeing all the videos that are on that topic. Uh, we invite you to be able to do that. It's all free, by the way. It's been really important to us. We are, we are now coming up on our 10th anniversary of doing this show, and I'm really proud of that. And along the way, we've changed a lot of things and tried a lot of things, right? And frequently somebody will come in who wants to consult with us and says, you know, I, I think we can make this bigger and better. And we know that it can be bigger and better, right? So we're open always to hearing that. But I always uh, find that there's a point when they say, well, we think you should charge a subscription to your viewers. And then I go, okay, no, we're done here. At least you're done with me. Like, if you want to do that, get another host, you know, do that. But, uh, and people, and, and I love that uh, our main underwriter, the Center for Autism and Related Disorders is in agreement with us about that. I'm really proud that they have worked so hard to keep us on the air and not charge anyone anything because they believe in getting free information to people around the world. That's the least that we can all do, right? So we're free in all those places. Good morning to Nasser. Good morning to Tomoko. Uh, I hope I said that right. Uh, but good morning to both of you. So we hope that you will write in on those platforms, talk with us, uh, um, and that you will watch us in podcast. If you, our homepage, autism-live.com, searchable, but also our YouTube page is searchable with all of our videos. You can get our podcast on iTunes. Uh, we're everywhere. Ghana, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever there are podcasts, you will find us. And we are free in all of those places. Really thrilled and excited to be that for you. Um, so uh, I do like to remind you at the start of the show that we have lots of experts that are here on the show, and that's our pleasure to be able to provide that for you. But please do not confuse me with the experts. I'm not an autism expert. I'm not even pretending to be one. I heard somebody say last night in one of the many interviews about things going on in the world, someone said, you know, well, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a doctor, but I, although I do play one on late night TV and obviously they don't, um, but I'm not an autism expert, nor do I play one on late night TV. I am a mom, a very proud mom of an individual who was diagnosed with autism at the age of two and a half. He is now 17 and a half. He's getting ready to graduate from high school. And we are already, we have a college acceptance letter. I'm announcing that for the first time here. Very proud of that boy. Um, and uh, so that's my deal. My son was diagnosed and we basically were told to 
you know, get rid of expectations. And I don't, I just don't believe in that. And we worked really hard and we got very lucky. And I, I think that it's a combo platter of the two of those. And please don't ever think for a second that I, you know, that we don't acknowledge that, but I want to help you to be as lucky as possible. I want to help you to know um, what direction is right for you to work in because it's different for everyone. And when I say you, we're talking here, this show is meant, our whole mission is to provide information and inspiration for the larger autism community. So when I say that, what I mean is that we start with uh, saying that part our community starts, the beating heart of our community is individuals who are on the autism spectrum. We love, admire, respect those individuals and try to elevate a voice here for them. Uh, a platform for them to be able to speak and tell those of us who are not on the spectrum, the things that we need to know. But in our community, not only do we focus on that beating heart, but everyone who loves and cares about those individuals and cares about them getting the rights to be able to live, love, work, and play uh, where they see is important to them. So that's really what we're about here. Uh, all right, we like to start every Thursday with something we fondly refer to as the jargon of the day. And uh, this is where we take on one word, one phrase, one acronym. We try to figure out what in the hey, nani, nani are those experts talking about? And why does this have anything to do with us? And why should we bother to learn something new? Because um, we're busy, right? So let's take a look at what our jargon for today is. I've got a lot of windows open all over the place. Uh, and poor Traven is struggling to be able, do we have our jargon? There we do, we do. Okay, antecedent, because we're sort of starting over at the beginning this year. So antecedent. Now, I don't know about you, but this was one of the very first ABA terms that was introduced to me. And I remember thinking, oh man, is this what this is going to be like? They're like, let's talk about ABA. ABA is applied behavior analysis. And, uh, you know, now we're going to talk about uh, antecedents. And I was like, just somebody, you know, drown me right now. Uh, <laughs> because I thought, oh, I'm not going to make it. Uh, but uh, I just try to remember A and what this means. So let's take a look at our what our actual definition of antecedent is. Then we'll look at our working definition after we've made fun of the actual definition. And then we'll explain exactly what you need to know. So an antecedent is anything that occurs or is a present immediately before the behavior of interest, which is like a really redonkulous way of saying what it really is. So let's, let's, let's not even waste time. Let's go right to our working definition is what happened before. And if there's one thing that I could put in everybody's pocket at the beginning of this new year to think on, it's that whenever something is going on that is not working for you, it could be something that you're doing. It could be something that you love is doing. It could be something that an individual on the spectrum is doing. It could be something an individual not on the spectrum could be doing. What is the, what is the moment in time when things go off the rails, right? And I think you probably can tell me either a time of day or an activity that's like kicking your can right now, right? I think that's pretty, pretty common um, thing. But what, what happens so often is we then get fixated on that. Uh, for example, an example I give here a lot on the show is that there was a moment every day, at one point we were living in this condo on a very busy street and there was never any parking in the complex. 
So I would pick up my son from school and we would have to park across the street and we would have to get out of the car with cars that would come flying by going way too fast. And in fact, at some point, a child got hit and injured gravely because of this exact situation. And I would be there with my son and I would, I would tell him not to get out of the car. I would get out of the car and, and, you know, and I would come around and I would open up the door for him and try to get him out and get him on the curb before somebody could hit him. You know what I'm saying? It was stressful, stressful, stressful for me. And he was just like lollygag, 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 right? And, and it made me really stressful. So I want you to think of a time like that. And then we are focused on the behavior. I was like, he doesn't get out of the car quickly, right? But the question we need to ask is what happens before? What's happening? Because we want to know what the behavior is or what the moment is in time, because the moment that's difficult is tied to some behavior. But if we don't look at what's happening right before, we're probably not going to be that successful in changing it. And if you're willing to look at what's happening before, it's like the keys to the kingdom to changing whatever the thing is. So when the school calls you and says, well, your child's behavior today, well, you know, they did this or that or whatever. The first question that you want to ask is what happened before? If you like did something that you like promised yourself you weren't going to do, or you're like, why do I find myself here always, instead of focusing so much on that, go back and say, well, what happened right before? We're really looking at what triggers the events to happen. And sometimes it's because there's a problem, but sometimes there's an absence of something. So for instance, for my son getting out of the car, when my experts were able to get me to look at it as other than, you know, we're going to get killed, right? And take all the emotion out of it and say, how are you preparing to get out of the car? Because in actuality, what was happening is he, he wasn't so much lollygagging. He was trying to get his stuff together to get out of the car because he would have taken something out of his backpack. And I'd be like, why did you take that out of your backpack? But the truth of the matter is, is if I was willing to sit in the car, not anybody get out of the car, but we would sit in the car, get calm. And I would say, do you have all your stuff together? Is everything in your backpack? Is your backpack in your hand? I'm going to come around and open the door and you have to be ready. I have your backpack on your lap and then you're going to get out and you're going to go right to the curb. When I was willing to do that, to work on the moment before, the moment of became easier. So, and the same thing with, you know, almost any behavior that we or anyone engages in. If there's an issue with a moment, ask what happens before. And ask yourself, what can I change about what's happening before? Sometimes there's nothing you could change. Like, I would like to think that I could change how fast the cars were going by yelling at them and occasionally making rude gestures at people, which I did. It did not change the behavior. I didn't really, and I petitioned for with other parents, where they put up signs, they put up speed bumps. There were still people who would go flying over the speed bump and grind their car out. I can't control their behavior. But I could control saying to my son, stop, put everything in your backpack, get it on your lap. Um, and let's, you know, I'm going to get out of the car now. And as soon as I open the door, you come out and go stand on the curb. I could do that. So antecedent, what happens before? I think if you're willing to look at any part of your day that's not going well and ask yourself the question, what's happening right before? 
Uh, it's a game changer, you guys. So that's the antecedent. When we talk about um, changing behavior, we talk about the A, B, Cs of behavior. A is the antecedent. B is the behavior. We need to know what the behavior is, but it's we're not going to have a whole lot of control over the behavior. Uh, we have some control over the antecedent. So it's A, B, C is for consequence. And we have a lot of control over the consequences. And we'll talk about that on another day. But antecedent, what happened before? Anytime someone comes to you and tells you that your child or, oh, thank you, Susanna, um, that your child or that you have done something inappropriate, best first question, what happened before? I was just sharing with somebody the other day that uh, there was a little boy who deviled my son when he was in uh, preschool. He just knew how to push all of my son's buttons. And it was very common that I would get a note that would come home from preschool and they would say, oh, well, uh, you know, Jem got into a little trouble today. And um, he and they would say to me, you know, he kicked a boy um, in the bathroom. He kicked him in the bathroom. And of course, you know, I want to know a whole bunch of different things, but I would always say, mm, what happened before? What, and they, and a lot of times they would go, oh, we don't really know. But, but it was always the same kid. <laughs> and it was a kid who was known for deviling. I'm like, my kid doesn't just kick someone. What happened before? So I, I didn't have control over how much access this kid had to my um, son uh, and I didn't have control, but I, I could prepare my son for things that he could do when this kid deviled him. Um, and then we didn't have the behavior anymore. So antecedent, a very, very good. Oh, somebody says, hello, update. My son is talking more. I love that. That just made my whole day. Uh, okay. So moving on, we always have a question of the day for you. And our question bum, bada, bum, is what do you want to accomplish in 2021? Notice I'm not asking you for a resolution. I'm asking you what you would like to accomplish. Like when we meet back here in 2022, stop. It just seems so unreal, right? Uh, what do you want to say that you have done? And um, you know, I'm on this kick where I'm, I'm now, I've decided <laughs> that this is a uh, that I'm treating this COVID uh, thing as a spa vacation, an extended spa vacation, and um, trying to see what I, you know, what I can accomplish in terms of self-care and mental health and that kind of thing. Uh, and I'm just lying to myself that it's a spa vacation. But the truth of the matter is, is that if I want to get up and do a foot soak every morning, I really can. And there's probably not going to be another time in my life when I can. So, um, I, I want some of the things that I want to accomplish in 2021. Uh, I want to have seen my son graduate from high school. We're on track for that. That has been my goal for, whew, I don't know how many years. Um, but I, um, I also want to see him happy. Right. Um, and my personal goals, I, I'm working on self-care and helping myself to be healthier. And I, I want to be healthier on January, 2022 than I am today. And I can tell you that I am healthier today than I was a year ago today. So progress, not perfection, right? Progress. What do you guys want to accomplish in 2021? You can write it right into any of the platforms that you're on right now, anything that you want to share, but I hope you're thinking about it. 
I, I also want to say that I have, I, in 2020, I finished my book and I think that in 2022, we're going to, I'm going to be able to share that with you. Um, so I don't want to get ahead of myself, but my son, nine years, uh, doesn't talk and he gets speech therapy. I want to talk more with you about that. I want to know, does he, does he say any sounds or words and are you using an assistive communication? Does he have functional communication right now? Does he have a way to communicate his needs? Are you doing a picture exchange or does he have an iPad or a way that he can talk? You know, the studies show that more and more kids on the spectrum are talking, some of them later, but they will talk faster if they're given functional communication first. So if he doesn't already have some way of communicating his needs, it's going to be really important for you and for him to give that to him as fast as possible. Um, if you've ever been in a circumstance where you weren't able to communicate your needs, um, it's the single most frustrating thing on the planet. Okay, so he has 10 words and an AAC device. So that tells me that you're doing a great job, mom. You're doing a great job. And we just want to keep reinforcing every time he communicates in whatever way he communicates, how powerful that is. And when you get to frustration points with him, because it's frustrating when you can't communicate your needs, right? Um, we want to be able to bring him ways to communicate what he's feeling and what he wants. And, and you know, I, I, I can hear it's hard when somebody is nine and we don't have vocal communication yet. I don't want you to give up. Um, I want you to be thinking of letting him communicate in whatever way that he can and reinforcing that, rewarding that. Because the more that you do that, the more he will begin to understand that being able to communicate um, is the way that he can get his needs met and his life will be infinitely easier as a result of that. I hope you're working with somebody who's really good at um, facilitating that functional communication. Um, we, uh, how can I meet Dr. Doreen? Yeah, well, and she's um, uh, the best of the best, right? Uh, you can get on Dr. Doreen's schedule um, to do a consultation, especially if you're willing to do a, like a Zoom consultation as a parent, a caregiver. Um, and if you want to write to me, I can send that, to, uh, your request to her assistant. I'll just forward it to her and they'll, they'll get you on her schedule in COVID it's her, usually her schedule books out six months in advance, but in COVID, if you're looking for a zoom meeting, it's infinitely more possible. It's still a waiting list, but it's nowhere near six months. So, um, my email, and I think Traven can put it up on the screen, but for those of you who are listening in podcast, my email is S as in Shannon, dot Penrod, P as in Peter, E as in egg, and R as in robot, O as in Oscar, D as in dog, at autism-live.com. So it's autism, you all know how to spell that, hyphen, the dash, live.com. And there it is on the screen for those of you who are watching. And anybody who wants an appointment with Dr. Doreen, you can write to me and I will forward it to her assistant and they, and she will see about getting it, getting you on the schedule. But I think that, you know, <laughs> that's a wise choice. 
Uh, okay, we, we got to move on because I got great guests that are joining us in just a second. Uh, so our topic for this week, and I already gave it away earlier, is about renewal, right? That we want to refresh, we want to restart, renew. Any, you know, the secret is, is that you can do that whenever you want to. It can be 2.30 on a Thursday and you can go, I'm pushing the restart button. And I'm starting today over, I'm starting you know, how I feel over, I, I'm, you know, whatever. You can do it whenever you want to. But I think that it's all a little bit meaningful to us to do it at the beginning of the year. It's just another opportunity is what it is. And I'm asking all of us to take the opportunity to, you know, shed what was before, look at something that is bothering you with fresh eyes, be willing to restart. And ask yourself, if I were going to restart, if I was going to start all over, what would I do differently? And, you know, you might find that you're like, no, I, for reasons aplenty, I'm going to keep things the way they are. It doesn't necessarily mean you got to redo everything and throw everything out with the bathwater. But I think it's worthwhile when we check ourselves. A lot of times we'll do things and it's because, well, I have to. Well, I have to do this and I have to do that and I don't have a choice. And that's a little bit of a lie that we tell ourselves. We always have choices. Um, I remember a friend who was saying, well, I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice. I don't have a choice that my child has autism. Um, no, that's absolutely true. Uh, you don't, but you have a choice of how you respond to it. And, and they were saying, well, I have to do all this stuff more uh, because of it. But the truth of the matter is, you know, the really horrible truth is I've seen parents who have said I can't and who have given their child over to the love and care of someone else. Like that has happened and that is tragic to me. But I've also seen that when somebody was selfless enough to say, look, I'm really not up to this and had somebody else do it, those children thrive. Right. Um, and the truth is, is that we that we all have choices. I I certainly made the choice. And I think all of you make the choice every day that we want to be we want to be the best possible parents that we can for our kiddos. Right. But it's so important to remember that that is a choice and that you are choosing to do that on a daily basis because you're awesome. Right. Um, and that's a much different language than, well, I have to do this. Um, I, I struggle with the dishes, man. The dishes are my nemesis. Such a stupid thing. Right. It's so stupid that I get so fatutzed about oh, dishes. It's never ending. But, you know, the cooking, the cleaning and the dishes is just never ending. And it's so boring. I could throw up on it. Right. But and that's one way of looking at it. But the other way of looking at it is, man, how lucky am I? that I have dishes and that I have food to put on it and I've got a sink to put them in and I've got running water and I have soap to put on them. And I even have a dishwasher. Like, like I am redonkulously lucky. I know a lot of people who don't have those things. And then it becomes a meditative process that I wash my dishes and I'm not angry at the dishes anymore. Good morning. Uh, saying good morning to our journey, Cameron's new life. Woo, glad you're here. So um, it's a it's a a new day, a, a new time to look at whatever's kicking your keister and ask yourself, like, can I look at this a different way? And would my life be better if I looked at this a different way? 
I, I try to write every morning. And my, my question this morning was who, who would I be if I let go of all of the anger that I have? And you guys, I got some anger. Like all of you, I mean, I have some anger. And I <laughs> this morning I wrote it, I was like, I don't, what would be left of me? Like, would there be, an, would, it, would, would I just be a pile of dust? Like, just like a, you know, an arc of dust if I let go of all the anger. But, you know, I'd love to see, like, maybe I just would be, I, I know for sure I would be lighter. Um, and I want to feel lighter. So it's an opportunity, refresh, restart, renew, whatever's kicking your keister, can you let go of it? Now, I've got the best medicine in the world for uh, letting go and being grateful because I've got two great guests that are here with us and they've been waiting patiently. Uh, so we're welcoming back to the show, Jordan Kamnitzer and Tony Kent. There you guys are. How are you? Yeah, we're fine. I'm so excited to see you guys. Happy New Year. Happy Thank New you Year. You too. Yeah. So uh, I sort of build you guys as self-advocates. Is that a fair way of describing you? Yes. Yeah. I know okay. times have been tough right now. Times have been tough. Yes, times have been tough. And, and that's one of the things that we wanted to talk about with you guys. And I wonder, you know, so for our audience who doesn't know you guys, um, help, help us to know a little bit about you. Jordan, do you want to start? Sure. Sure. Well, I've been a self-advocate for several years, and I have been aware of the issues and the situations that have been going on, and both me and Tony were the subject of the video Perfectly Normal, which was done through the New York Times that came out over three years ago, and we are both still very proud of it itself. Uh, unfortunately, for a while, uh, actually, since March 17th, as a result of COVID-19, I was furloughed due to my precondition with heart failure. And I first thought that I would get my job back only part-time, but it's not to be because the company I worked for, Social Study School Services, became an online company. And because that the landlord did not renew the lease at the Culver City location, they moved to the East Gardena location, which has fewer people and is smaller. I've made deliveries there to and from when I was employed there. But uh, except for what I could do with limited access on the computer remotely, there wasn't enough for me that could get me rehired again. And so by September 30th, that was when it was official termination when I had to change the health plans. And I do miss my job very, very much after 32 years. It's very emotional. And I've seen how half of the empty building looks from it. It will never be the same again. So 32 years you worked at that job, Jordan. Yes, I have. And you have a birthday coming up. I don't want to tell on you and tell how old you are, but you have a birthday okay. coming up. 21. Well, actually, be 21. actually not, not this coming Sunday, but the next Sunday for his 21st birthday, I'm going to take him out to lunch. Uh, well, officially, I am really going to be turning 60 since I was born January 26th of 1961. No, Jordan's going to be 21. He'll I be love 21. it. No, 21. Don't listen to her. 
So it's so I am going to take him out to lunch next Sunday for his birthday. Yeah, I'm so glad you're going to do that, Tony. And And congratulations. And I'm going to give him a little bit of money too for his uh, birthday too, as well. Don't wreck all the surprises, Tony. Keeps well. He already knows. He already knows. Okay. So uh, I I were expensive, but he knows that. I just. I don't, I can't go anywhere expensive, but there's a place in the valley, and it's called Patty's. And uh-huh. I've been there with uh, my friends June and David several times. It's very, very good, and it's very reasonable. Yes. And that's where I'm going to take them for lunch next Sunday. I love that. So I want to talk a little bit more about the employment situation because I think what a lot of people don't realize is that there for for folks in in because uh, I'm in the same age range too, Jordan. I'm 58 now, and so to this is a these are very critical years. So you worked 32 years, and you're 60, so you couldn't retire, and now they've let you go. So it, were you like poised to be able to retire in a couple of years, and now you've lost that opportunity there? No, I guess I was going to be working till about the age of 65 or so. Okay. But now you you're not able to retire from there, which is is devastating, I would assume. Yeah. And you know, so I I've been watching because we're friends on Facebook and and it's been rough. You've been looking for jobs, have even started jobs only to find out that they weren't exactly right for you. There was at least one job where you had to do a lot of heavy lifting. Is that correct? No. Uh, there were two jobs, so one was an industrial thing where fiberglass was done amidst the dust and all that. And that was like located in the Chatsworth area to the staffing agency on that after that one day told me to find another job. But unfortunately, some other jobs weren't to be. And the second one was a place called Ruggables located in the Inglewood Gardena section. Uh, but they said the job was not right uh, for me, although I did not mind doing the things and tasks like putting fabrics of rugs into bins or uh, or cleaning a janitorial job, which is what like with the other job was on cleaning the toilets and the portable areas, or to even be bringing uh, cardboards and putting them into the bins. And I was going to learn how to use one of those type of, of uh, cleaning guns or whatever, but that wasn't to be the staffing agency had said that my employment there had ended. And uh, of course, it was a shame. So I'm still, you know, in the process looking online through Indeed.com and ZipRecruiter and other organizations for employment. And I've had interviews, but some of them I've not been picked. Yeah. What? Who else is helping you to look? Is, is, the, uh, is the Department of Vocal uh, uh Vocational rehab, are they helping you at all, Jordan? Uh, Department of Rehab, yes. Asian Rehab in from Orange County. There's a woman uh, named Minji Kim was trying to also help find opportunities for that. And secondly, uh, I would say the one who's also been uh, helping is uh, Jewish Vocational Services. And they mentioned workforce or job force. Though people cannot go in for their classes, they had to uh, just fill out things and such as even selective services for proofs and other things in order to be admitted and to be given services for that. 
Okay. I know because we had somebody else who wrote in this week, Jordan, and was saying that they're 25 and that they're looking for work in the Valley and they were wanting resources. So I did a crazy thing. I just went online and I registered um, at one job place and I have been inundated with emails um, talking about jobs and, and, and the like. Uh, I'm going to forward some of them to you because they're telling me that everybody under the sun is hiring. Obviously, a lot of them are driving jobs, and I don't know if that's something that interests you. Yeah, but, um, but I'm, but I've gotten a bunch of notices, so I'm going to forward some of them to you. You'll look through them and see if it, there's anything that appeals to you. But I, I think we all need to stand in solidarity with you, helping you to find other employment now. Have they approved you for unemployment while you're looking? Uh, yes, I have been on ADD and it's been extended a few times uh, for me. And I've been uh, getting the services. Yes, I have gotten the stimulus ones too. Okay. And on the other hand, I want to say Tony has been furloughed from the Westside Regional Center yeah. twice. Well, let's so, talk about that. So Tony, okay. so are you, you're currently furloughed? Yeah, and my job coach, which was really nice, has been calling me up and checking up on me and see how I'm doing. But I don't know when I'm going to come back to work or not, but I definitely do know I do feel good about this and secure that I'm not fired. You know, right. and I didn't do anything wrong. And this whole thing isn't my fault, you know, so and I, you know, I didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, Jordan didn't do anything wrong either, but right. at least I feel secured that my job coach has been calling me up and checking on me. And I don't know when they're going to call me to go back to work, but I'm still getting paid, you know, but I, I'm not fired. So, and I didn't do anything wrong. And, you know, that's, that's good. Important. That's but important. Right, now, right now, I mean, anybody that has a job right now, they're very lucky because it's very hard to find yeah. jobs nowadays, especially during this pandemic you know thing and so many places have been cleft closed and, and stuff like that and 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 everything people can't feed their children or medicine for the doctor or their kids or or they've been evicted from their apartment or whatever and i'm really grateful that i don't have to worry about those things you know yes yeah. and now tony your health care because you were furloughed your health care has is continuing correct Yes. Yes. But Jordan, I'm concerned about when you were eventually laid off, now no longer furloughed, you were saying you needed to change your health care. Is your health care intact at the moment or is that a yes, problem? Yes, I do have Medi-Cal. I could not be both on this and on Blue Shield or Blue Cross at the same time in order to get that with these benefits. Same with the CARES uh, thing itself. Uh, so, uh, it took time for me to uh, to do so, to learn about uh, what has to be so to, in order to avoid conflicts of interest with healthcare services and other issues itself and what is uh, what is going there. Now, you guys identify as being boyfriend and girlfriend, but you live separately. Is that correct? Yeah, I live in my place. I've been lately back and forth to Jordan's, back at my place, back at Jordan's, back at my place, back in Jordan's, back and forth. And that's pretty good, you know. But, you know, I had a special friend that, you know, um, I just, I knew she was sick with pancreatic cancer. And I've been friends with her for over 30 years. And she and I have been dieting together 
about our weight, keeping our weight down, eating the right foods and stuff like that. But, you know, I've been eating differently than her, but she was 82. And, and I called up just to wish them a happy holiday. And her husband, you know, said that I didn't know this, that two days before Thanksgiving, she passed away. And it was really a little bit of a shocking thing, but I knew she was sick for a long time and she was 82. And, you know, I, I just felt so bad. And, you know, the most strangest thing is, you know, I, I sent my condolences to her husband and I've known him for over 30 years. He's getting up there. He's in his eighties, but you know, luckily he's not by himself. He has family and stuff that's taking care of him. But, you know, I want to right now give him some space right now because he said it's like he doesn't really feel like talking sure. or answering the phone, which is totally understanding. He has my number and I told him if he needs anything or want to talk, feel free to call me. I don't care if it's two or three in the morning. And, you know, right now I want to give him some space right now or something sure. like that. And I did what all we could, yeah. you know, but I, I mean, I'm the so sorry, yeah. Tony, I'm so sorry for your loss. And I'm wondering in this pandemic, I'm so glad that you guys have a pod together that you are, are comfortable with being able to be with each other. Cause I know some couples are separated are, how are you dealing with all of the things with COVID and how are you staying safe and healthy? Well, I mean, being responsible, doing my chores, running my errands, do what we have to do, you know, stuff like that, keeping busy, you know, and I feel very, very lucky, very, very lucky to have Jordan, very lucky, you know, to have him. And, you know, I do worry a lot about losing him, you know, and, and you know, what I'm really, you know, really worried you know, about is like, you know, I worry about him because I cannot pay his bills, you know, at least he's getting help. His brother is helping him out with things, you know, that I couldn't do, you know, so I'm grateful. He has a wonderful brother and family and nephews and stuff like that. And, and so I'm very grateful that he has that too, but you know, there's some things that they can do for Jordan that I can't yeah. do and I can yes. only do so much, you yeah. know, and I'm sure. Are you guys, I don't mean to interrupt, but are you guys mask wearers when you go out and about? Are you wearing masks? Oh, yeah, yes, absolutely. You can find for that. I heard if you don't wear a mask, you can get fined. In selected cities, I heard it. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and by the way, I do get still uh, on the side of what I've been doing also in the spare time. Yes, I've been still involved with remote classes, the virtual classes with the Jazz Hands for Autism organization. Uh, yes, there have been a couple of virtual concerts that I hope you've, you've seen uh, any one of them uh, in itself um, and uh, get the classes now, six of them for this uh, quarter or semester itself. And you're right. teaching those classes. Is that correct, Jordan? I'm not teaching. Uh, no, I'm just a student and learning. You're a student. I thought yeah. you were teaching because you're a very accomplished pianist and you write songs. Yes. So you're taking the classes. That's wonderful. Yeah, I've been taking them online and all that and all these different changes what it has to to be with the lifestyle itself for for everything and all, all of that and and doing whatever is necessary to keep our uh, spirits and everything all yeah. alive are you able have you been able to find time to do things that maybe you wanted to do before but you didn't have time is there anything like a lot of people have learned something new or done something uh, is there anything that you guys have been able to do in COVID that you couldn't do before? Not really. Not really. Not really, no. not really much. I've also, I could say, passing the, some of the time, and I like to watch on YouTube those doc spots. I mean, it's documentaries 
uh, many of them from the history channels or a and e or discovery channels, which I find interesting educational pleasure of history I never knew about. That's awesome. That is absolutely awesome. So, and that kind of goes hand in hand with what your, the job that you were doing before. Um, so if you were going to look for a dream job right now, Jordan, we got people watching, what would your dream job be right now? My dream job would be something either similar from some of my past or other duties of jobs, rather clerical or delivery driver services, or uh, I would say either or cashier services, or uh, even, you know, some computer work with Excel or Word or warehouse work itself. Any of those, I mean, would be uh, fine uh, for me full time and uh, above minimum wage for $15 or so uh, per hour. And Tony, your expectation is that you're going back to your job. So you're, you're not working. Yeah. I can only work full time. I can't work full time, but I'm definitely going back to my job, but I just don't know when, you know. Yeah. Cause she's on SSI. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. So, but that is not your case. Is that correct, Jordan? No, I'm, I couldn't ever be on SSI cause I drive and I get around. Uh, that's an other amenities. And, and I you know, all the, job of applications jordan has filled out and interviews and stuff and stuff that i am, was never able ever able to do by myself that jordan can because in some ways jordan has more knowledge than i do mm -hmm. his skills are more higher functioning than i do but you know i can only do so much and i do try very hard you know but you know i am very grateful to have jordan and you know he's all who i have and it's been a very scary situation, you know, lately. But I'm, I, I'm I don't so grateful that you do have each other. And I, and yeah. I, you know, my we all have things that we're better at. And, and each one of you is remarkable in your own way, Tony. So, but I'm so glad that you guys drive. have each other. Yeah, I and, can't drive. I can't drive yeah. because of the medication okay. that I'm on. And right. I have to take that medication yeah, for right. my Tourette's for the rest of my life. And yeah. I can't drive. Luckily, Jordan can drive too. He's lucky. But you no, know, everybody is smart in their own ways. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's right. That's absolutely right. And so if you guys, I mean, I think that the world is in a very precarious place right now, but I do think that there are some people who are listening more than ever. And if there was a message, um, Jordan, that you wanted to send to politicians and people who are in the place of being able to make decisions about what it's like for you guys right now, the pandemic, what would you like to say to them? Yes, uh, first of all, I'd like to say, I know that we learned to survive and do sort of alternative things to try to keep things uh, uh, going. There are a lot of things, of course, I missed like the celebrations of some of the Jewish holidays here and there. Uh, but then we have to make the best of all these things, you know, to keep ourselves busy and intact, you know, in our work but what i'm no. grateful for which is good news but it's still going to take time they found a vaccine yes so, but, but i did hear now of course this comes first the fire department paramedics nurses doctors caregivers elderly people in convalescent homes policemen and teachers and stuff they get their shots first they come yes. first 
Yes, but now in, Cal- now in California, just the other day, they made it so that anybody over the age of 65. I heard, I heard. about that. I heard. I have a friend that's in his 70s. I told him that. But the thing is, you have to make an appointment through email. And he's not able to do that. And I told him maybe someone can help him do that. Because yeah. maybe Jordan can do that. But, hey, I certainly can't, you know. Yeah, well, and this goes right to the heart of, I think, what we what we should be talking about as a nation is that we put in place some systems that not everybody can access. And that's not appropriate. Now, I'm curious because earlier in the conversation, you were saying that you have a job coach, Tony. And very, you, very nice lady. Very, very nice lady. And yet you have a job that you're going back to. Jordan, do you have a job coach? No. No, he wouldn't wouldn't qualify because he has more skills than I do. You know what I mean? He, for example, if he had another job, his job would be on a higher position than me that I couldn't do because he has more skills, more knowledge than me. Yeah, but you could probably only use the job coach, couldn't we? But hey, I'm very grateful for my job, my job coach and my supervisors and where I work. It's wonderful. You know what? There are some people that are disabled that they're not able to work that, you know what I mean? So we should all be grateful that we are able to work. Some can, some can't, you know. Yeah, one could also think of two pop songs regarding about job searching. One of them I have to say is, by the silhouettes that do up group called Get a Job with a Shana Na Na Shana Na. And the other one is the comeback song by Gary U.S. Bonds called I Need a Job, I'm Out of Work. Thanks to Bruce Springsteen, who helped him uh, revive his career. And so are these kind of the songs that run through your head while you're applying for jobs, Jordan? Some of them, yeah. I, I would say so, yeah, even when they're different times of that sure now i'll yeah. tell you one thing for an example this is for an example if i worked at the cheesecake factory for an example i bet you two to one by the end of this week i would weigh 300 pounds <laughs> and me too. Jordan have to roll me look on the internet look on your computer cheesecakefactory.com and you can see how many calories yeah. one little tiny so cheesecake sure. is. Is cheesecake your, your thing, Tony? Is cheesecake your thing? my favorite place to eat, Got you it. know, so that's like a, but there is one thing that I really liked at the Cheesecake Factory. It is not fattening. It's on the skinny menu. It's the Mexican tostada salad. That is delicious. Jordan, what's your favorite thing to eat when you're out? Yes, what's it? What's your favorite thing to eat when you're out, Jordan? Well, I would say one my favorite restaurants are like his Casablanca restaurant in Venice on Lincoln and Rose. And I they give you a lot, but it but it is not spicy. And I enjoy it very much. It has the interiors based on the movie of the same name. Oh, that's wonderful. Right now, things are a takeout thing right now. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is is takeout. But for people who have not met you guys before, they should go and watch that documentary. Is it still available on the New York Times website? Yes. And what is the name of it again, Jordan? New York Times Perfectly Normal. New York Times Perfectly Normal. If you guys will Google that, you will find it. It's a short film, like 14 minutes, right? Uh, And it's... um, 
It's absolutely beautiful because it really is just sort of slice of life. We get to spend some time with the two of you and see what your life was like pre-COVID. We get to watch you guys grocery shop um, and, and, and the like. And, but for people who haven't seen it, how long have you guys been a couple? We've been a couple now since 1992. Uh, that's how long we've been going together. So we've been going together for 28 years. That's amazing. And how did you guys first meet? Well, while we first met uh, was in a format. I've met her sometime, you know, at uh, Santa Monica College a few times when she was going with other people. And I saw her in social groups like Ella Gull and Haverim. And then after uh, nearly four years of a dry spell where I didn't have a girlfriend, we took a chance at it. And it is beautiful. And we were went out uh, together and uh, went to places and showed videos and uh, and it is beautiful. I mean, we've been through both good and bad times together, and we've learned a lot from each other. So, Tony, what was it about Jordan that you looked at and you went, "Oh, this is the guy for me"? Well, I kind of felt bad about really something. I was really apologetic to Jordan that a friend introduced me. To, to him, to me at Santa Monica College. And, you know, God, when I first met him, I, I shook his hand. And, I, you know, Jordan says, maybe sometime we can go, I'll go out to eat or for a drink. You know, first time I met him, I said, wow. And I says, yeah, maybe sometime let me, Linda, and you and I maybe can go have a drink. And then he says, what about just you and I? And I says, yeah, that would be good sometimes. And then we exchanged numbers. He kept calling me and wanting me to come to his house. I was kind of shy. I felt kind of embarrassed, you know, but he kept saying and kept calling me to come on over. And I says, okay, just this one. So, okay, I will. And I started to, and then more and more and more, I came over. And that's how I started to get stuck with him. Yeah. And then you know, <laughs> I told him how sorry I am that I was shy and I didn't mean to ignore him, you know, and, and so forth. But I'm, I'm glad he didn't turn away from me. So he was the guy for me. And I mean, there are very few people that have had a relationship like this for all these years, you know. But, you know, we can't get married, but that's okay, you know. But still, I'm really... Why, why can't you get married? What is the reason why you number can't? One, number one, I would not have enough money. And my SSI would be terminated and he could not support me financially. Even with my SSI, it would not be enough money to live on. Or so, but I, feel, or so you know. I feel like the world needs to hear that, that, that the support. And I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I feel like the world needs to hear that, that the support that's set up for you would not. Hey, I am very grateful sure. for my apartment and my roommate. I'm with a low income thing, a home ownership made easier for the regional center, low housing and a wonderful roommate in a nice area. It's like a condominium. I don't have to worry about my rent or my bills or anything. I am extremely lucky. But I mean, yeah, if you could have all of that and you and Jordan could be married, would you guys want to be married? Yeah, yeah, but sure. the thing is, we can't. Jordan can stay with me in my apartment because yes. of the rules. I don't make the rules. And I could not stay with him either, you know, but we're back and forth, back and forth, you know. I'm very grateful for that, you know. But And I appreciate that. I just feel like the system needs to change a little bit because love like yours should not be uh, prohibited from being married. 
Um, it's well, like the next thing we need to fight for. Guy, yeah, by the sure, way, he's really joking. getting on my nerves. Yeah, you know right what I mean? So, and no, I'm just, I'm <laughs> yes, just joking. Yes. I'm just joking. Yes. And, and the the thing always Jordan, yeah. yeah, Jordan, what was it about Tony? What did you see in Tony that that made you so bold that you were like, no, I just, you know, the two of us, I want to get together. And it sounds like you were pretty persistent that you pursued. What was it about Tony that you saw and that you were like, this is the gal for me? Well, it was uh, her nice uh, personality and her friendliness and givingness that in a way turned uh, me on, a uh, kind of thing like what her friend Linda uh, was also. And I, uh, it was due to, her, you know, you know, nice uh, talking and also for her love of cats and other animals is also the thing that turned me on. And the thing she always loves to say is you've heard its feelings uh, as a joke. I mean, because she uh, says uh, that's another way of saying, oh, poor sweet baby. And this was the kind of thing of a type of caring. So, I mean, uh, through good and bad times that we've been here and there uh, together and and learned a lot from each other in the process. Well, I, we, we're just about out of time here, but I just want to say I, I'm so thrilled that we got to have you guys on in the first week of the new year. I think you guys are such an inspiration to so many of us because you have so much love for each other and you're such good people. We wish you the very best. Jordan, I hope you find your dream job in the coming weeks. And that you guys are able to take some of the time that that COVID is forcing you to not work and and spend that time together doing things that you really enjoy. But we hope that we all get back to work and back to normal as but soon as possible. It's going to take time. You yeah, know, it's going to take time. All over the world. And I know. see that. I guess one of the reasons why you're doing the interview into from uh, your home instead of at the studio. I guess for those yep. reasons. Exactly. We've been. We've been doing the the show remotely since the beginning of March. So, you know, and it, and we thought that was just going to be for a couple of weeks. And yeah. pretty soon it's going to be a year. We will have been doing this for a year. But like you, I am so grateful. I'm grateful that I've had the opportunity to continue to do my job and to, and to continue to showcase folks like you. I'm, I'm incredibly grateful that I have the opportunity to do that um, and stay at home. Um, yeah. and be sure. safe. So, uh, yeah. last thoughts, you guys, cause we're going to be out of time. Yeah. What do you want to say to the folks at home? Jordan, can I ask you a question? What's it? Am I an awful person? It's not like in the film, am I a lousy girlfriend, which I tell her, uh, not that she isn't. I mean, it's sort of similar to that, but she is, uh, not otherwise we never would have been See? together as my mom used to call that miserable husband or miserable father when he came home late with his charades as a architect. I'm mm. sorry, Jordan, that I'm a terrible person. You're not. You know, and I get on your nerves too, you know. <laughs> I think Tony, I'm just joking. I think Tony does, says that, Jordan, just to hear you say that you're a wonderful person because yeah. exactly. you light up when you say right it. out of my yeah. mouth, yeah. But we get on each, each other's yeah, sure. nerves all the time, back and forth, you know. Nobody is yes. perfect. Right, you know no I mean? one is. If anybody well, was perfect, it would be a dull world, you know. Right. That's right. On that note, we got to say goodbye because we're out of time. But we love you guys. We want people to, to Google New York Times. Always end on a kiss. New York Times. And to lunch. Yeah, I will. Okay. Perfectly normal. And happy birthday, Jordan. Thank you. 
next day officially. <laughs> All right, we love you guys. Hey, everybody, we're going to be back tomorrow live with a wonderful guest who is an advocate uh, who helps folks to hook up to services. So well, we're so excited. Well, let's talk autism back tomorrow. Until then, give your kiddos a hug from us and one for you as well. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>